Joining me right now on Kumite TV once again is UFC welterweight rising contender Gilbert Burns. What's going on, Gilbert? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Let's talk about your last fight, you know, UFC yep. Uruguay less than two months ago. You defeated the undefeated Alexei Kunchenko. Take us through the fight and everything surrounding it that the fans might not know about. Uh, like I said, like that that was a short notice, but I was I was I was I think the thing with that last fight was I was giving, you know, I was helping Robbie Lawler get ready to his fight. Usually when I'm out of camp, I'm doing a lot of wrestling, a lot of jiu-jitsu, and a lot of boxing. But as soon as he asked, I, 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 so I got back to do the sparring and I kind of helped him out. And then the same thing that I got back to the sparring, I got the call, you know, I just saw like they needed a guy and I stepped in and I have one week of training. So what was the one week training camp? Like the hardest thing I had on my life because I have like a lot of different coaches. I have Henry Hoof. Coach Greg Jones and Kami, Kami Barzini, they are my main coach. But I have conditioning coach from IAGP where I do my conditioning. So, and then I have Wagner Rush and Cyborg. So those guys from Fight, Fight Sports, they help me in my jiu-jitsu. So I have kind of like five different coaches. In one week, they all try to kill me. They all try to, you know, try to, to push my best. But I have one week, I have no recovery. So it's a hard one week ever in my life, but I get to Uruguay, I got ready, I, I was feeling good, I was doing the adjust during the week, but I was in a great shape, like I said, I was training before, I was, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm always training, that's why those opportunities are going to come and I'm going to take it, because I, I like to train, I, I, I'm obsessed with training, we get better, so, but talking about the Kuchenko fight, uh, I kind of like his style a lot. Like I said, like he does kickboxing. That's my main coach. He does Henry Hope. So we study a couple of videos. We see the strategy. I know I could take him down, and I think it, I did a perfect fight against a tough, a tough guy with such a short notice that uh, I think I dominated. You know, I win the first two rounds with good clean takedowns. I I heard him on the stand up with the kicks too. Um, I didn't get no damage at all in this fight, just a couple of leg kicks, but that was a week of icing and I recovered pretty quick. But I like it. I like the way I fought him on 70. Uh, even being a short notice, the guy was very tough, very. People have no idea how tough that guy was. I watched a lot of his clips and I'm, I'm happy with my performance. So I took one, one week to 10 days off and then got back to training. And here I am. Let's go to the next short notice. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that happened in that short period of time. But what yes. did you learn from your return to welterweight about yourself? I learned. I learned so much things. I think a lot of people being saying, oh, when you lose, you learn. I mean, I think the learning is always there. When you lose, it's there. But when we win, sometimes we get caught up on the celebration, on the happiness that we don't see it. But every single fight that I time that I fight, I'm getting obsessed on studying, see what could do wrong, what could do different, what 
the possibilities I kind of I make a little test how was my the how was the way they approached the fight how was the notes that I gave it to like when I when I had to take a decision so when I think it took a good decision on that fight and I learned so much I learned that if I don't deplete myself on the weight cut I will have a longer career a career that was the main thing like wow I knew I fought a guy that was kind of bigger and stronger than me and I still beating the guy for I think for is smarter than 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 my fights at 55 because I couldn't waste energy you know I have a short amount of energy that I could use smart I didn't have that like eight weeks came that will put me in a different condition so I learned about how to pace myself I learned about the weight it's it's not an issue you just gotta be smart on your abilities how to you you apply your energy your your technique. And a lot of more things, strategy, and and like how how good it is to have a coach, the 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 believe in me, they give me all my coaches when I and I call all of them, every single one of them. My conditioning coach, they were the first guy. Wow, two weeks, okay, we can do it. You know, you were training, you always training. All the other coaches, like yeah, you training, let's go. You know, like. I like that the, the the feedback that I have from my coach. I, I learned that I need to keep that great relationship with my coach, you know, because I want them to tell me the truth, not just like yeah, let's go. But when they tell me let's take the fight, I I felt that was that was real. It wasn't like yeah, you know, like and so much so much little things that makes a lot of difference for me. I think I, I've been growing so much with those short experience because it was just like. For real, like 15 days notice, one week training, one week in Uruguay, and I fought, and was a big learning process on a short, short amount of time. In that, I think I grow so much as as a person, as a fighter, as you know, and and I'm and the other thing that I learned so much, I'm giving more. You know, I'm I'm trying to help all my teammates. You know, I I was there last Saturday with Chase Kelly. I think we we did a great job. Me and Sean Soriano, we, we we that was a tough fight. I been help a lot of guys. That I'm going to be helping Michael Johnson on his, on his fight in Singapore, Vicente on his fight in New York, and a couple of things that I'm saying. My, I'm giving him as I'm, as more I'm, I'm gaining too. You know, I'm, I'm gaining. You know, so a lot of things, a lot of a lot of learning, so much learning on on this experience. In that fight, you took a little bit of damage to your calf. You know, how big of a game changer is that calf kick? You know, especially when you get into like the second and third rounds, you know, especially with, you know, you want to go for those takedowns. You want to get get them to the ground, but it's kind of hard to push off your leg when it's when it's damaged, yeah. right? It was hurt. He hurt me with, with those leg kicks, but we have so many guys here that I do those kicks a lot and I, I hurt him back and I saw him leaping very bad after the fight and I just I don't have I didn't even have a time to rest I just put it ice and I gotta run to, to help Vicente on his corner so I was pretty much very good next day I did I did an MRI just to check see everything was good I did an ultrasound too was all good with my leg but I was a little hurt and those leg kicks hurt and another thing is I have a lot of guys here that does those kicks a lot. Adam Borix, he just beat the 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 Bellator former champ. I forgot his Pat name. Pat Curran. Pat Curran. He just beat. He broke. Beast. I, 
I saw the Packer broke something on his leg with those mm -hmm. with those calf kicks. Jason Jackson, he just signed a battle too. He does a lot of those calf kicks. Robin Von Smallin, uh, Sean, a lot of guys. So we kind of mm -hmm. used it to get the kick, and we know that hurts. But that was another learning experience. I, I, I was hurt. I could keep fighting for sure. That's why I kept fighting. But I need to avoid those kicks. So that's why I was running off for a takedown. I started blocking. I blocked two of those kicks. But he hurt me a little bit with that kick. That was like, wow, that, that kick hurts. I knew already. But I was always the guy that was kicking. I never got kicked. So I felt that one was hard. You know, now you go from a two-week camp to another two-week camp at <laughs> yes. UFC Copenhagen. You know, that's next for you. This is your first co-main event in the UFC. Yeah. You know, what is the level of excitement for you and your team to be able to co-main event a show? Yeah, though, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not even want to put a lot of energy on that. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I have so much things to think about it right now to get done into a travel that, but for sure, it's nice. I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm going to stay at, at the common event. I heard they might change or not, but it is what it is. Like, just to get in the fight, that the, the guy with such a big name, Gunnar Nelson, a couple of months ago, he was number 13 in the world. He's not on the ranking right now, but I know a big win against him will put me on a great position. So I'm not even worried so much about common event. I don't, I don't, to be very honest with you, I don't care. They can't put me on the first fight on the night. I don't, better. I fight first and I watch the whole water fight. So <laughs> I don't really care so much. I would like to, I, I for sure, I would like when they go to, to the main event. Mm -hmm. Then I know it can make an extra money, then more exposure, but I don't know. I just, I'm just focused on my performance right now and make sure. I survived this week right here because all the coach tried to kill me. I just focus on survive this week, make sure I'll, I'll be fighting good next week. Yeah, Gunnar Nelson, you know, he is one of the best in the world at welterweight. It doesn't matter if he's in the rankings or not. He is a big challenge. He is also from the ADCC circuit, you know. Yeah. He, he's yeah. done well yeah. in that circuit, and you're one of the guys from that circuit, too. You've done well. You know, what are your thoughts on his skills on the on the mat? I think he's great. He's great. He has good takedowns, good, good clinch. He closes the distance very good. He goes to a body lock that he works very well. He takes the back very good. He mounts very good. He, he passes the guard. I think he's a very dangerous fighter. And um, I think the thing that he's still not on the rank is because he don't talk so much. He's a very respectful guy. That's why they might, you know, kind of took him out of the ranks because he's very popular. He's, for me, he's a very dangerous and, uh, like, amazing grappler, high, high-level grappler, and a great fighter. I think it, it, it's a big, big challenge for me. For sure, I'm looking for the win, looking for the finish. But I know that I'm facing a guy that, that's a high caliber, like, very high-level fighter. You mentioned earlier that you're not even thinking about co-main event, you know, whatever. You could be fighting on the first fight of the card. Yeah. You know, ha taking a fight on such short notice, just like the last fight, is it almost better than having a full camp because you don't have to think about your opponent? You just go and train for the week hard and then you go to the fight week and fight, right? Kind of, but... I don't know. Because when I have like six weeks camp, eight weeks camp, sometimes 12 weeks camp, you're just going through the motion, you know, like sometimes 
you're not in a great shape, but you know, have so much time, so you're going to push it slowly. Thank God I was getting ready for the ADCC. I got invited, and it was on the same night, uh, September 28th, in, in Los Angeles. So I was doing my kind of wrestling in jiu-jitsu camp at Cyborg and Fight Sports. And when they called me, I said, wow, I'm getting that fight, especially against a grappler. So I think it makes a lot of sense. That's why I say yes. But your question is hard because this one-week camp is hard. Mm -hmm. People have no idea. Like, I went to two days. I had, like, two crazy sessions. They all tried to, like, bust my butt. Like, let's go. Let's see, you know, like. And I know two more is going to be harder. Two more sessions. When is it going to be hard? I don't know. I think I like short notice because I'm a profession that I like to be ready. I like to be training. I like to be busy. I just cannot stay at home. And, and let's say even when I'm resting, I need to take that one week off. And then I see like Coach Henry and everybody posting the training. Like, wow, I need to go to the session. I need to be there. I miss, you know, I miss that so much that I'm always training. But I think one of we have good advantages on, on a small camp that I didn't spark too much. Mm -hmm. So that is good and bad. I didn't, so I didn't take damage at all on that training camp. In a couple of training camps, I have awards on the training camps that makes my body more beat up than the fighting itself. A lot of guys get injured during the training, not just during the fight. Most of the concussions happen on the training. So I didn't spar much. So I... I hit pads, I did bags, I did, I hit mitts a lot, I did a lot of wrestling, a lot of grappling, and I think in that case it's good for my head, I'm not getting punishment, and I'm getting to a fight, but the, I think that preparation, when you calculate more, when you do like eight weeks camp, you have a better game plan, but you know, it's a lot of goods and bad, but I'm, I'm taking just the good. The good that that you said, and I think I focus on myself. I know what he's going to do. I know what he does good. I, today, I always watch all of his fights. Today, I watch all of Gunnar Nelson's fight just to make sure I'm, I'm ready enough. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I know that. I saw every, every, every single fight that he has, and I know his caliber, And but... I'm not, I'm not going to do Gruner Nelson. I'm going to do me, you know. I, I know what I can go off. I know how sharp I am right now. And I'm going to use my, my best weapons to finish, you think. Makes that more clear when it's a short notice. You got to do you. You cannot think, oh, so much. You know, got to do you, you know. Last camp, you know, you went through the, the, the hell week. Now, hell this week. camp, you're going through hell week right now. Yeah. Yes. What adjustments did you make, you know, from the last one? Or is it exactly the same? The same camp. It's not exactly the same because I made a couple mistakes then on that fight. One of the mistakes, I took a couple of leg kicks and I waste a lot of energy on top when I get a great position. That was one of my mistakes. I'm not going to say much because they're going to see, yeah. they're going to, oh, he did that. But those, those <laughs> two, I'm going to let it go. Like, right. I waste a lot of energy. So those things are already... I already worked so hard on make the same mistakes because just to Kunchenko was bigger guy, so as soon as I took him down, I couldn't do a lot of control and damage that I want to. I want to I have two options to take you down, or I want a defense position, or I'm gonna hurt you. 
I couldn't do either way. I was just kind of more holding, so that took a lot of my energy. And I took a couple of kicks, so those things, I'm already, I already worked on that, right? As soon as I come back, I say, okay, when I get on top, I get all my wrestling coach, Cyborg, Wagner Rush, okay, how I defense here. I was strong right here, so that things, I would improve. The kicks, Henry, me, Henry, train a lot, we already improve. I think I'm, the, the thing is, the, the learning process is an infinity quest. I'm always looking for that little thing, okay, I did that, okay. And I have a lot of a lot of big guys in my at the gym that I can learn from. Like if I have some striking question that Henry like give me an answer, but I didn't like it. Let's say I have Robin Romers Marlin, like glory champion. I have Rashad Evans. I have Tito Belfort. I have uh, Robbie Lawler. I have so many good guys. If I go for wrestling respect, I have many guys. So I think I just keep my mindset with that infinity quest of learning so i'm always asking you know hey how should that how how, how you think about this how you, you know how you, i'm trying to do this what do you think and then that that's how every, every fight the guy's gonna see i i might fail i might make a mistake yeah but next fight i still can make a different mistakes but i'm not gonna do the same mistakes you know i'm always trying to learn you know and try to get as a better fighter as, as I think he can get, and I'm, I still have a long way to go. All right, let's switch gears. You know, there's two guys fighting each other that you would like to fight in the future, Damian Maya and Ben Askren, UFC yeah. Singapore, and you mentioned that you're helping out Michael Johnson for his fight. Yeah. Most likely, you'll probably fly out there, right? Are you flying out yes. there? Oh, yeah, of course, I'll be so you're going to be watching that, right? Cage yes. side. You know, what is your breakdown of that fight, and who do you feel has the, the advantage to win? I studied a lot of open action videos. I saw he has a great control, a great, uh, let's say, a ground and pound when he got in a good position. But when you fight a, a, a grappler as a Demi Maia, I think Demi Maia has the tools to beat Ben Ashwin. And I, I don't know, even from the bottom, if, if Ben Ashwin does take him down, I think Demi is still going to create a scramble eventually. You know, get the back, you get a guillotine, or get, or get a, I think, in my opinion, I think Damien pull up to the finish. Even if you take in the moment, I think Damien might on his way out. He's like 40, 40 something, I think. And Ben actually just got on the UFC, so he's coming from a knockout. So he's, I think he's going to be more hungry. But I think the matchup benefits Damien Maia with the, with the submission. I just, I just think. Damian Maia is a master, and then he can finish. And it was one of the fights that I watched so much was Damian Maia against Gunnar Nelson. And that I, I watched the fight live, but I saw like how high caliber is Gunnar Nelson because he got in a lot of bad position, and he survived, you know. So, But the only difference right now with Ben Ashford will be that, that that's going to be a, a five rounds, you know. And uh, if you strike with them, if you make him miss a shot, if he don't get on the grappling area, he might get tired on five rounds. But I think grappling, I don't think he's gonna get that tired. No, that I think he I think he can do very well against Ben Ashwin five rounds fight. Could that fight become a boring fight on the feet? Yes. Yes. It I could, hope right? that, Yes. Because what happened is sometimes we respect so much the guys who our opponent level. And sometimes you give a shot, you try to take down, but his takedown defense is great because he's a great grappler. 
And sometimes you might waste a lot of energy on the takedown. Sometimes it's easier just, okay, we, I know we're not going to knock me out, so let, let, let's stay here. No, let's see who we got battles. And the, a lot of people, they don't understand that. But sometimes it's such a hard quest to take the guy down there. Sometimes it's, okay, let's just stand up right here. I know you're not that great on striking, so I'm not in that danger. So let's stay here. Let's see who, who fights better on the feet. And that that's what happened because sometimes the job to take the guy down was going to take a lot of energy. And the guy, guess what? The guy might scramble up. And then all the energy was just thrown away. So that's why sometimes it's easy. Okay, let's just strike, you know. That's why a lot of people don't understand that. They see, oh, they're going to do a kickboxing amateur fight. But sometimes it's just hard to take the guy down, you know, especially if he's a grappler. So he study a little bit, you know, your best shots. He's going to avoid that. So it's, it's just hard sometimes. Yeah. And do you believe that Damien has the advantage in the striking I, over I believe, I believe so. Do. <laughs> I believe so. He's a southpaw. He has good jabs. I just saw watching that fight with Gunnar Nelson. He closed decent very quick with a couple jabs. Took him down. They scrambled on the floor a little bit. Second round, second round he kind of came with the same thing. Boom, he threw a left straight. That was a, a hard shot. He just put a, a what's his name, a Kobe Carvitton, all bloody in Brazil. Yeah, I think I think Damian Maia get advantage for sure. You take care of business in Copenhagen against Gunnar Nelson. Do you see yourself fighting the winner of that fight? Does that make sense for you? It does. It does. It's one of the fights that I'm very looking forward. Uh, I think I'm the best grappler on that division, but I for sure still got to make a statement with that. I think uh, we uh, over Gunnar Nelson will be put me like on, 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 to project that and for sure. I, I visualize it, a fight with the winner with that fight, so for sure. But first, you're going to think about Gunnar Nelson is already a, a, a tough one to deal with. But for sure, I'll be there watching this fight, and I would like, everything goes my way, I would like to face the winner for sure. Another welterweight that's in the news right now, you know, Colby Covington, he's yeah. trashing his teammates, right? Jorge Masvidal, yeah. who was supposedly his best friend, and Dustin Poirier. Two guys that a lot of people enjoy fight, watching fight yes. and just they enjoy them as fighters, right? Their personalities. Yes. Uh, you know, they're all on the same team. Could you imagine that happening on your team at Hard Knocks 365? I don't think so. We, and that's why our team is not a big team. It's not that big. And I like that better because you're kind of more united, you know, like we have a little group chat on WhatsApp and everybody talking to each other, you know, we support each other when one guy's fighting. We put a picture, most of the guys kind of repost or post the picture and we're always, you know, talking to each other, going to the fight. And we have a nice group, a nice energy at the gym, you know, a very nice energy. That's, that's one of the things that, Money doesn't buy. Like we get to a place, everybody's happy, everybody's is working hard. One guy pushing each other. So I don't see that happening. I think he's gonna get kicked out. That that we had a lot of drama at the Black Series before. A lot of a lot of little things over I think with one guy, mm. and later we got a lot of problems. Thiago Silva. We we a couple of little fights inside the team that that's why it was one of the reasons that we broke up 
But as of right now, we have a great energy. Like, I hope no one breaks that. We keep going like that for sure. We're going to have problems. But I would hate to to have that drum on the team, you know, especially with such a great energy that we have right now. We have a couple champions. We have a great facility. We have a great coach, great teammates. I know it's not that happy ain't all the time, but I, I hope we keep as long as we can like that, you know. Yeah, keep if there is a problem, of course you have to keep it in house, right? Inside yeah. the team. And fix not it. in the yeah. media. Yeah, I don't like that, you know, Kobe called me twenty B. Doesn't bother me like uh as a person I don't wanna like see the guy on the street and, and beat him up like a couple guys do it. He's not my type. I respect the guy even I don't like the thing that he say, especially the stuff that he said to Brazil, and especially for his teammates. You can see he's not a loyal guy. But I would love to fight this guy. This one of the guys that I would love to put my hands on him. And, and I think he, I have a great style. It would be a good matchup for me on that fight. And I think our path might, might, I might face him one day, and I can't wait for that. So I'm not going to be I just got up on the division, so I'm not gonna call that shot right now. Doesn't I know? I know doesn't make sense for the UFC, for him, for you know, for the company. So, but he's one of the guys that I really want to fight one day, you know. And I can see in the future it's gonna happen. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for that opportunity. But it's just one guy that I want to fight that I don't like so much. I don't. It's just so much, so very disrespectful, you know, especially go to Brazil and talk shit about Brazil the way he did over there. Just doesn't make sense. You know? I will never go to Asia or America or any other country to talk talk bad about the country. So it's very disrespectful. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even can visualize myself doing that just for sure, totally the opposite, you know, but we, I, at the end of the day, I cannot judge him because he's doing good. You know, he, he kind of put his name over there, but I hope one day I fight him. Definitely, you know, of course, I'm pretty sure he's on the top of the list because, you know, we talked about the list you have last sure. time. So, you he's know, I remember least. the list. <laughs> yeah. well, well, last thing before I let you go, uh, you know, there's many different types of fighters. You know, you got like a Kobe Covington. He's probably a fighter. You know what I mean? And and you yes. got like Damian Maya. He's like a martial artist. What do you consider yourself? A martial artist or a fighter? I like that question. But I think I'm a fighter. I mean, martial arts too. I have all the respect. I have all the martial arts in- integrity. But at the end of the day, I'm a fighter, you know, and I think in a lot of guys, they're not that kind of fighter because a lot of people do, they talk, but when the, when the call comes, they, oh, these guys know, oh, I need to be ready. And you can ask my manager, you can ask the UFC, every fight they offer me, I always say yes, because I think that's both, that's being a martial arts and it's being a fighter too. And I'm real, I just, I'm a fan of these guys, they are real, you know, like. Even if it's good or bad, but you being you, like I like Nate Diaz a lot. I like Mike Perry a lot. I like Masvidal a lot. I like like Vicente Luke, my brother. I love the, the his style. No, you don't need to be mean or say nothing, but just be you. I respect you if you be you, like Daniel Meyer, and, uh, uh, Stephen Thompson. I don't know if you don't need to be good, don't need to be bad. 
but be real, be you. I will respect you. Just, just like Mike Perry, I have so much fun looking at Instagram, his story, he's going crazy right now. I say, hey, bro, enjoy, you know, you deserve that. Like, and so I, I think the, the thing for sure, you need to be in martial arts. We are, we're doing a martial arts, but if you're bad, man, be bad, you know, but be you, be yourself. I think that that's what, what be a fighter means. Like, don't need to fake, don't need to do nothing. If, if you want to kill the guy, try to kill the guy on a fight. But I think, I don't know. What if you have a martial arts or I'm a fighter? I think I'm a fighter, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. All right, man. Well, you get to step back into that octagon September 28th. UFC on ESPN Plus 18 in Copenhagen, Denmark. Thank you, Gilbert, for the time, man. Always good speaking with you and uh, picking your brain. Uh, have fun on the fight, and uh, maybe I'll see you in Singapore. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Appreciate your channel. Always following you. Always seeing our interviews. You're doing a great job. And we talk after the fight. See you in Singapore, too.